2: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough. But my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8pm, I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick
0: back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken 00 keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken 00, 0.0% 0. alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. You might think most banks are the same. At premise, we agree and we don't like it. Most banks haven't given a pass and we wondered why. Then, we wondered why not? Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit PremiseBank.com to see how. Member FDIC.
2: Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Close Season, Episode Five. This is that Millwall Podcast. Okay, I'm joined by my regular co-host and partner of crime, the one and only Lucky Bastard, who's going to England tomorrow. Omar, we
3: we're going. Come on, it' good. Come on, it' good. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, Southgate, you. you're the one. You still <laughs> turn me on. Football's coming home again. Okay, there you go. I'm we'll getting ahead of myself. Oh, what was that?
4: Sorry, mate. That was, that was a voice message I have just received. I just oh, turned on. I'm
2: not
5: getting
3: ahead of myself. There you go. That's quite, that's not, that's, that's quite appropriate, that one, wasn't it? But anyway, I was like that. Whoa, here we go. <laughs> Who was that? I'm thinking,
2: oh, we've been hijacked. Hijacked.
3: In- introduce our guest, I guess, at this point. Right,
2: Without further ado... And you got a bit pissed off there for waiting. It's the rudest I've ever seen. It's the <laughs> one and only football guru. It is Kai. Good evening, afternoon, morning. How are you?
4: Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. Looking forward to talking full things, Millwall. Do
2: you know what? I was thinking, again, I'm, I'm really interested in talking everything. Looking forward to talking all the bullshit. But yeah, no, all the bollocks. But no, he didn't. He's, <laughs> he's too polite for that, anyway, Way yeah, too yeah, polite. Man. I don't think we thing. found anyone more polite than you. I think that will be the challenge for the season. Can we find a more <laughs> polite, caller um, than you? We have got a voice message. <laughs> you want right? it. Yeah, sorry, mate. You know what? It's my phone. It's it keeps quiet. going
4: up. That's what I mean. It's, it's my iPhone. What is That's it? what I said? You know, what I told you my messages were playing out, Mickey. That's what it is. I don't know. It keeps making a noise when things come through. It's called Era, era yeah, it's I know. Called era. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn it off now. <laughs> 45 <laughs>
3: minutes is all we need you for mate all right yeah, and
2: so i suppose the one and only big story broke we record on a monday night the big story was broke tonight from jake sanders uh at news at den is uh the comments from uh jed wallace so i think um i think we will go let's let's just read his comments out what, he's, what, what they've picked on or what it's, Gary said. Yeah, what Gary um, said. It's a hard one because you can't always find a perfect solution. Uh, you can't always control every situation. Jeddy's really committed. He doesn't want to leave the club and regardless of the situation, he will do everything he can to get us to where we want to be. Hopefully we find an agreement, but you can't always predict how these scenarios are going to go. I'm not thinking about it, to be honest. It's quite difficult for me to give you an answer. He's been offered a good deal but he knows if he, if he waits, he might get a much, much better deal from somewhere else, and he might only get that opportunity once. He is 27 years old. He does want somewhere, obviously, to finish his career with a last-chance grasp, possibly, but I do think uh, it, it's it's a very dangerous move from Rowett unless there is a bit of friction between him and uh, and Jed. Omar?
3: You missed the punchline. The, the paragraph just before it's a hard one, where... He's asked if um, number of seven is any close to extending his state at Den. where it said to do is at then. The honest answer is no, not really. We couldn't quite come to an agreement. That's the punchline. Jed was offered an improved contract and we will continue to talk. Mate, that's that's worst case scenario, isn't it? It's classic Millwall. We're all excited to come back for a new season. Hopefully we can all go. Everyone gets a ticket and we can rock up week in, week out. And Wallace... We've spoken about it for the last four shows in our close season specials, and we're up to the fifth one now. And if this news didn't break, we still would have said, has Wallace signed that contract yet? We've only 12 months left on his deal. And this is what's come out this evening. To be honest with you, it's, I expected exactly something along these lines. I'm not surprised. My immediate reaction to it, which I put onto Twitter as well, um, it was quite simple, really. I think it's not necessarily about the money for Jeds. I mean, whilst we should offer him a deal that reflects him to be our best player at championship level, so a fair... Wage. If Rowett's saying it's good money, you've got to take his word for that. It's got to be decent money. Maybe Wallace wants more. Maybe he's trying for more. But for me, the crux of it where it falls down, I don't think Millwall is showing enough ambition to convince Jed to sign a long term contract and stay with us. Maybe he's not a player that will push for a move. He might honor his contracts and then go next summer on a free. I understand what Rowan is saying there later down. But I think the crux of it is, mate, we're not offering something to convince him to sign for four years or five years I don't know how long the deal would be but at 27 years old you'd surely be at least a three or four year deal for our best player and to me I think we're not we're not proving by signing players showing ambition we're not doing that at the moment to convince him to stay.
4: Kai? I absolutely agree with Omar I think the ambition you know isn't shown I think if we can bring in some some quality players on his level and on his wavelength I think you know he'll see that ambition and, and want to stay I think you know, so there's some players that we're being linked with. I mean, obviously Josh Windass is a good player, but there's you know we need to be linked with you know better quality. I think and you know Windass would be a good signing. And if he did come, maybe that would entice Jed to Jed to stay. Maybe, um, but you know he needs to. He's he's twenty he's twenty seven now.
3: Twenty seven. Take the negative from the comment, right? Where sorry to cut in there, but where I turned around and said, you know, he could be waiting for a better deal. He's implying that he can get a sign on fee and a bit of money elsewhere. But I think what he's basically saying there is is you know, he's also going to find a better club scenario. He he might end up going to a, a top six championship side that's guaranteed to be fighting at the top. You know, West Brom will take a chance on him. Bournemouth will take a chance on him. You see Villa the year they went up. Um, they signed three or four players that are championship know-how. And Jed falls into that category. He scored 10 goals in the last two seasons each. I think 11 maybe in the one just gone. You know, he's a goal scorer at this level. He creates chances. He's a talisman at championship level. And he's not necessarily maybe a player that might then go and play for him in the Premier League. But he's worth that investment to then get promoted to the promised land of the Premier League. And we know how much the Premier League is worth. So I think, you know, a lot of people might turn around to me with my comments and say, well, what ambition can we all show? We've got the third smallest budget in the league. We, What can we show? I just think signing players showing an intent to go out there and grab the, you know, grab some talent and show that we're going to go in a positive direction, I think that's what we need to convince him. We need to show that we're going to play good football, we're going to play attacking on the front foot, and we're going to make the dead a fortress. But I'll be honest with you, as the team stands right now, we're going to be for more than the same of what we've got next season. Where's the signings? Where's the players?
2: I think you're right. I think you're going to look at it... <laughs> He's been an absolute um, hero for us, really, and he's he's been solid for us. I mean, he's had, what, 35 goals and 221 appearances since joining from Wolves on loan in January 2016 and then permanent after the League One playoff final 18 months later. Um, I just think he's got to the age where he's, you know, this is the last push he's got. If he wants to get to the promised land, this is it, you know, he can either stay with Millwall. Does he has he looked and seen who potentially we're signing and think, I don't think we're going to do it and I need, you know, and look elsewhere. Or is it that he wants to sign, but it, the agents are going, hold back for a little bit, just see if we get another offer. And, you know, there is no there isn't loads of money about it at the minute. All these clubs have been in banging trouble in the championship. There's not going to be loads. You have a club that comes down. Um, maybe someone like Fulham or, or, or one of the other clubs will come down. Maybe, or one of the ones that have just gone up. Possibly, I think he's he's definitely capable of a of a, a, a good Championship side or a lower end Premiership side, possibly. But you know, if he's got a chance, this is it. This is this is the only chance he's got.
3: I could be made to look really silly and have egg on my head in three weeks' time when he leaves and he, and he goes to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough ain't that scenario, but look at George Savile for example. George Savile took a sideways step, went to Middlesbrough, and let's be honest, George Savile's career has stayed exactly the same place where it was, if not a bit worse than when he was at Millwall. You know that valuation of seven million pounds. If Middlesbrough sold him today, they wouldn't get seven million pounds for him. So his career has definitely gone sideways for me. I might look stupid and he might go for the money somewhere else. But I think with what is the experience of playing for Portsmouth, then going to Wolves, getting that big chance to play in the championship at a reputable club that was going places with new owners, Portuguese players all over the place. He didn't really fit the mould, didn't kick it off there at Wolves and came to Millwall for two loan spells and then came on a permanent. I think he really places a lot of value into our club. You look at him, how he talks about Portsmouth, he looks at us in a similar way. You know, he is, I think a real fan of this club since playing for us for the last four or five years. I think he just wants some ambition. Like I said, I could look really stupid, but you look at what is now he plays for this club. I think he wants a side that's going to compete at the highest level. And I feel like if we don't show him that, I, for one, don't begrudge him at all. Either A, running his contract down and staying for another year because he can't get a deal, or B, going for a cheap this summer. I I can't begrudge it. I really can't. I think it's it's facts. He's he's a player that's committed to the club and gives his all every game. And he's our best player. He is our best player.
2: I understand that completely. Do you think possibly... That he might even be contemplating going back to Portsmouth because nah. they, they've made some big signings this season so far, and I mean they're obviously on a mission. I know it's—I wouldn't class Portsmouth bigger than us at all, but you know they—they've they, obviously got a plan where they want to obviously stay here and, and go for it. And he has got affiliation to him. He's very I don't ambitious. Think he get the money there, though.
3: He, I think he's a player that wants to play at a high level. I, I To me, anyway, my impression is he's an ambitious player. I think he's spoken, like, you know, in the January time of the season just gone by saying about, you know, how the tough times, you know, it's testing at Millwall, but, you know, he, he's happy to get through it. But I think even he wants to see that Millwall side kick on. And I think that's all we've got to offer him. And, like, OK, it goes back to the answer. Maybe, Kai, you can help me with this one, Kai. But what can we do to convince him to stay apart from, like I say, sign players, but... I don't know what what can we do to convince a player of Wallace to sign on the contract I don't know
4: I think you've probably summed it up perfectly there mate I think we have to show a bit more ambition in in the transfer market I think um you know we have to show a reason of why we can go forward and, and try and, and try and change some direction within the club I know you know we have said million, m- many uh, many times before that we want to go to the premiership and I just wonder whether you know does he does he still believe we can get there whether he can still get there with us or do you think he 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 thinks Maybe going to another club might might get him there quicker. I don't know. But he's 27 now and, you know, next year he'll be out of contract, 28. I think he needs to probably think, you know, does th- 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 maybe clubs don't, you know, with a year left of his contract, a 27-year-old is the perfect time for clubs to come and get him, isn't it? This is and his last
3: that's... long-term contract, isn't it, I suppose? If he signs a four-year deal, this will be his last long-term contract of his career. So you're right. Like, mm-hmm. you don't begrudge him with that, I suppose. But uh I'd be gut if he goes. If he went, we got I think what's the best case scenario if he does go in that in that instance? Do we cash in now? We have to, right? And reinvest in the squads. What, what would you do? Well,
2: uh, is the money there though? That's the problem.
3: Well, no, but if we got five million pounds for him, you'd have to reinvest all of that in the squad. and if he doesn't wanna and if he doesn't want to sign the contract, you've got to give him an ultimatum. Maybe we've got to be a bit street savvy here and offer him a contract that says if we don't finish in the top nine or top eight next season and don't show a size progression, we will accept. X amount of money from any club that comes in for you, or we turn around and go, you can get a release clause, or you know if we don't reach the ambition. But I think we've got to do something to convince him to sign the contract because losing him now, we'll lose him for probably half of what we could sell him for, and the same goes to if we lose him next season, we'll lose him for absolutely nothing, which would be the worst case scenario.
2: Yeah, I think if we lose him, if we lose him for nothing, then I think it's a bit of bad business for Millwall. Um, we've got to either, t- we've got to look at that risk, every, and go, right, you don't want to sign for us. We're going to start fucking taking offers on you and see what's what um, and, and take whatever they want. But I, I agree. I think the least we could take for him is, is close to 5 million. Um, if we sell him for two, then someone's had a fucking steal. Kai.
4: Yeah, definitely, I agree. I, I don't know, you know, that we've had this debate actually, didn't we, on the live shows with people? We were, you know, we were saying how much do you reckon he's worth, and some people reckoned five to eight, some people reckon more, some people reckon less, and yeah, you know, obviously, letting if if he was to go for on free next year, like Lee Gregory did, was it two years ago now? Um, okay. that would be a real shame because you know we could have either cashed in on him or, and it'd be a real shame to let one of our best player go that you know probably now is worth probably between five to six million something like that, I reckon. I just you know, don't you...
3: think it's a money thing. I, I don't. No. I, I really don't. I, I think it's purely we've got to show a bit of ambition. And if we sign Windass, we sign a striker that's I don't know, a million, two million pound striker. we talked about Raul. keeps saying this is his three third of his three year plans. Compete at the top, but the squad on paper now, albeit football's not played on paper, the old cliches go. This side doesn't get in the top six next season, and we need and, we, and without Wallace last season. Where would we have finished last
4: season? I mean, yeah. you know, this is it, isn't it? It's a rally, yeah. isn't it, Kai? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Jed, Jed's so crucial for us. And even when he doesn't play well, I always I always think to myself, when Gerrard takes him off, sometimes, you know, he takes him off with 10 minutes to go and we're either losing or drawing. I'm just thinking, just leave him on because he's 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 capable of that moment of magic. And I think that is what Jed is. Jed, Jed's a, you know, was did he get? 11 goals and six assists last year or something like that and you know say pretty much similar last the season before last as well so you know he, he's doing it consistently and i think you know that consistent goals and assists will really really miss if he, if he does go and if he does go we need to replace him with with someone just as good as him but that's going to be hard to get isn't it for the money that we're probably going to get for him
2: oh 100% 100% um how much do you think he's worth then, kai um
4: Right now, with a year left in his contract, if, if it was three or four years, I'd I'd try and get same probably Savile. We 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 left, left uh, Savile. but probably now you you struggle to get any more than five million, wouldn't you? Agree. Uh, that's that's
3: best case scenario, I think. To yeah. be honest, but I do well, think we need to show a bit of ruthlessness here. This is where the club's got to. I don't know, either say to him. You've got till this day to sign the contract, but maybe bend a bit because he's your best player. Like, let's be honest. Like, and This is what is I that, stress. He is our best player, Mickey. Is like, that the problem? Well, he's our best player.
2: No, is that the problem that all year, all season, um, Rowie and other men, you know, other people have been saying, you know, Jed's our best player. Jed's our best player. Jed's our best player. You know, it, it, without him, we'd have been, I mean, without him, we'd have been fucked this season. Absolutely. Categorically. But, has that got in his head or his agent's head and they're like, someone's going to come along? I mean, what happens if someone doesn't come along and offers him a better deal? Um, I don't think his head's turned.
3: Bad. I don't think he's head's turned. But the problem is, is he's your most valuable asset. We're talking about numbers here. Hmm. If you're Steve Kavanaugh, if you're Gary Rowett, if you're Harvey Bussell, and the three of you are sitting there together and you're John Berrelson, who owns the club and cares about the assets at the club, why are you letting your star man worth anything north of 5 million run his contract down to even a year? That's the question. Why are you not just putting faith in him last summer, giving him a, a four year deal last summer and extending his stay for another four years? Like why are we waiting till 12 months to go? Why are we until 18 months to go? Why are we even letting this be a conversation in the first place? That's what I would say.
2: No, I agree. I think it's a bit of bad management Now, I think we should have tied him up on a long-term contract um and got him in at at least a year ago probably you know before before covid hit maybe and just even forget football
3: mickey forget football for a second and imagine you are working on a contract somewhere and then you get offered the contract before it's even got half its time to run up because they're so impressed with the work you do and see a long time future with you you wouldn't even think twice about signing the contracts you would and if especially if you're performing well which we did towards the end of the season just gone before last of course like i don't know i think the club's to blame here. I think personally, that's the reality of it, and I just hope that they get us out of this situation as quickly as possible.
4: Yeah, or even even putting a sorry, Mickey. Do you want, um, even even if putting a like a you know when, when he did sign originally, what what you know even putting a year extend an option for a year, you know, then that way you can at least trigger something and give yourself time, can't you? That's
2: it. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I mean. It's the same. If you look at it in our, in our field, Omar, in a you know, normal working life, not, not football and whatnot, your boss comes to you and says, you know what, you're only on a three-year contract with us, but you're fucking superb. I'm going to offer you another five years or another four years uh, with a pay rise, with some bonuses added onto it. You're going to snap his arm off and take it in you and go, you know what, football's a funny game. I'm now made up until I'm 30, 31. If I get injured, it don't matter now because I'm fucking, I'm made up. And you're just going to carry on. You don't need to worry about going, I need to look for somewhere else. You just made, didn't you?
3: That's the risk. Obviously, that's the risk, though, if he gets injured, right? But I'm not suggesting we give him a seven-year deal and name a statue at the den after him or something like that. I'm suggesting, like, you've got your most valuable asset and you know he is at the championship level, scores goals at championship level, clubs are circling around him, and it's not unknown to be like that. Villa were interested, supposedly, 18 months ago. Just reward him. Award the player. Why, I mean, why,
2: why wait? No, it. Phil Clark's replied, we posted something earlier, you know, what? what what's people's thoughts on the breaking news of that. And, um, and Phil's got, you know, what will we get in this market? There is little money around and releasing him is almost impossible for a club like Millwall. Bear in mind, he could stay, have three or four months and other offers disappear. God forbid he gets a really bad injury and our offer looks much more attractive. It's true though, isn't it? Yeah.
3: But there is I mean, money about. Look, at um, in the prime of the pandemic last summer, Ivan Tony signed for Brentford for, what, eight or nine million pounds from Peterborough? And I, I'm not suggesting... But if Brentford was still in its division, even Brentford might even look at someone like Jeb Wallace and think, he could do a job for us. He might fit into what we're after. Albeit, they have different hoops he jumped through to play for that club. But my point is, is like, clubs that come down or clubs that want to really take the risk to go up will spend the money. And maybe this is back to the point of we don't show enough ambition because we're t- I pr- don't get me wrong. I prefer us to have be run in a steady manner, be secure, but just just punch the shoestrings a little bit more. Let's see what else we can potentially do to convince these players to sign and stay longer.
2: No, I agree with you. I mean, Rimsey says the same as what we just said about, you know, if it's just a normal employer issue, you get off better, or or the grass is greener the other side will jump you jump ship. It's nothing personal. It's all about, you know, financially making yourself better off. Steve Selby on um, on, on Twitter, again, he's just said it's a standard football contract, Stat- a standard football story. A good 27-year-old wants a big contract as he has a, you know, as he has a short career, but knows that he might have to go elsewhere, even though he likes playing at this current club. Happens all the time, which is true. It does. It does happen all the time. And again, you know, on our comments, we've got, You know, ranging from those what are saying get red and those what are saying, you know, keep hold of him, um, you know, leave him where he is, you know, good thing, this and that. It's it's very mixed. I mean, if you want to check it out, check out our our Twitter account. Um, There's no reason,
3: though, why we can't give a gentleman's agreement. Morrison said on Wall Talk when he was interviewed by the club on their podcast, I signed the deal in the January window and Jacket gave me assurances that I will go in the summer. But I did that because he gave me his words, and that at least that way the club got the money they deserved for me. And that, that, that's ultimately, if we're worried about you know Jed not signing, and we think we're actually going to push next season, we just say to Jed, sign this contract, but here's a clause in there that if we don't do what we say we're saying we're going to do, if we don't sign three or four players to help us propel ourselves up the division and potentially get in the playoffs next summer, we won't be gradually going next season. I think that's it's just got to be a bit of
4: streetwise here from the club, I really do think that I was Absolutely also going to say I was also just going to say that I don't know if you saw the um I think it might have been back in january now there was a there was an article about Jeb Wallace saying that he wanted to see Brentford go up to the Premiership. I don't <laughs> know if anyone, anyone remembers that. I just wonder whether maybe that Brentford might be interested in him. I know it goes against their um their transfer policy of bringing young players in um It could but, be a player if it's in there though yeah, definitely. I thought maybe it's established. Yeah,
2: and he, he worked was... well with them. If he with their team when they've got there, he would slot in there fucking well.
3: Yeah, and be I mean, interesting. We to play
2: how
3: play Premier League, League. <laughs> huh? It'd be interesting to see a do, doing the Premier League, Jed. But yeah, know.
2: but I mean, realistically, we need a player like Savile back because those two together bounced off each other. We need, you know, we need player like Saville to sign up, and, and then they can run with Jed. And Jed might go, you know, what I'm staying. Now we've got, you know, we can now push on. Um, whether or not that happens, I don't know. But look, we we're twenty twenty odd minutes into this, and all we've done is spoke about Jed. Don't go,
3: Jed. Please don't go. Please, yeah. <laughs> please sign that contract. Please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jed. Please stay. Please, please, please stay. Um, let's talk about the Arsenal player. Let's talk about Daniel Bullard? Bullard? Ballard. 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 Twenty-one-year-old central defender, Arsenal. Um get him on a low knee. My only concern with him coming in is that some of our players might be pushed aside. Our current players and our youth team lot might be pushed aside to um, just basically benefit a, a a Premiership player. But don't know. I mean, Omar sort of has said, well, maybe it might give some of ours a, a bit of a loan out and get them a bit of experience. But that's true. I,
3: I think, well, in the case of Ballard, I, I, it feels a bit weird. It's a sense of deja vu for me. I'm not suggesting he's the player. I think last week there was that, um, is it Colville, Coville, the, the Chelsea youngster that signed a four-year deal and went out on loan to a championship club. I think it was Preston in the end. No, it might have been Swansea. I, I remember seeing it anyway. And supposedly that was the player that was first linked to us. But I think in Ballard's case, I remember just stumbling across a, a Twitter thread last week from Blackpool fans, desperate for him to stay. And by chance, a few days later, we're the ones that are getting linked with him. And from what I remember reading through that thread, a lot of, play- a lot of the fans were impressed with what they saw from him. He signed for them in January, kind of helped spearhead their promotion charge in the playoffs. They won the promotion playoffs to the championship and obviously now promoted to the championship. But it sounds like we've beat them to the post to get him this uh, summer. And apparently he's having a medical at some point this week. And um, I think Rao said he wants two players in before Thursday this week, which is when the club uh, the players report back for pre-season. So if we need t- t- two players, one of them is going to be a youngster coming on alone. I'm for it. We're going to play fi- uh, five at the back. We need another defender in. I'm disappointed, yes, that Mitchell and Muller might not get opportunities to play. But at the same time, I think the pair of them will p- maybe get a League 2 low move somewhere or go to Bromley and mature as players. And I think they're guaranteed to play week in, week out at another club lower down the, p- the pyramid a bit more. Yeah, we want to see him play for us, but this Ballard, on paper at least, looks like he could be that central defender that plays with his feet, plays out the Arsenal way, so to speak. So it's a win-win. And he's. I think Ray also said about Evans playing in midfield next season. So I think, for me anyway, I think it's worthwhile to kind of pursue this youngster. Coming in,
4: football guru. So yeah, I was just going to say it makes it makes sense. Um, obviously disappointed about Muller and, and Mitchell because I did see Mitchell play a couple of times for Bromley and I thought he he looked really promising. Um, but maybe maybe he needs that another year. I think he's nineteen, isn't he? So so he, you know it it helps with maturity and that sort of stuff. So that could that could be good for him. But with this Daniel Ballard, I saw a a, a video of his highlights last year at Blackpool. Uh, some quite impressive clearances off the line. Some you know good uh, good passing from out the back. And just looks all-round solid player. I think he's six foot three, a good height. And the only thing I do question is, where does that leave Murray Wallace? Because, um, you know, obviously, Pierce is is staying, but we all know Pierce is probably going to be more of a, uh, you know, more of a person behind the scenes and uh, as and when we need him. But where does that leave Murray Wallace? Because last season he was playing at centre, in the centre-back. So, you know, and so with Scott Malone signing. Just wonder where that leaves him.
3: I think um, versatility is something Raritson a lot in... I think I think he even said something during the week where he spoke to uh, probably news that then again, but I think he said the flexibility of key players to fill in enough positions on the pitch. I think with Wallace, Murray Wallace anyway, he played left wing back as well as centre half. And I know he played
5: there a few times. This week on R V E R,
0: sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey
2: Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR.
5: Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of
0: R V surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, covered subject to policy terms.
2: If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com/slash. Partners for more information.
3: If not last season, the season before that, obviously Malone made that left wing back position his own last season. So, but I think he can. I think Wallace is a dependable deputy in any position on the pitch to be honest, But I think he would offer that kind of stability that you know could be an option that can play across a couple of positions. And yeah, I think he still have his game time definitely in a, in a season that demands a lot. But I do agree with you. It would be interesting. I think if you think of it now, then it'd be Cooper, Hutchinson, Ballard, Pierce, and Wallace, and that's five central defenders. Which supports playing, I think, about five. I really do think we're going to get the five-two-three next season. I'm not disappointed by it though, because it served us well towards the end of last season. It's just I hope it he gets it right and gets that number nine that's going to score the goals for it.
2: Definitely,
3: Mickey, you unmute, mate. <laughs> oh,
2: no. I'm sure i uh... no, no. no, no, no. Normally I press space, but I went onto oh, another okay. screen, so it Fair. didn't work. So, um, no, I think you're right. But I mean, don't forget, Murray Wallace is still Murray Wallace is 28 now. So, you know, he's not getting any younger Um, and and looking at, you know, trying to find replacements now. So in a year or two, we've got the replacement. Um,
3: He's prime 28. Worry about him when he's 32, 33, when he's at his age. That's what we worry about him.
2: Fucking don't have him nowhere near Pierce's age. Um, But then again, knowing knowing the club, mate, you still get a deal going there. So, um, Hmm. yeah. Kai, have you heard any other transfer murmurs?
4: No no there's been it's been quite quiet I've been keeping up with your thread on your on your page it's been quite handy just all the all the latest news in one um but yeah there's there was a rumor about an unnamed striker wasn't there the other week uh, last mm-hmm. week I saw an article on that so wonder who that will be um there was a interesting I, I earlier I saw that uh Paul Mullin left Cambridge, Cambridge United and I remember seeing in February whatever that, that Paul Mullin was we, we were looking at Paul Mullin there was a couple of uh of articles on that so I just wonder whether maybe we're going after him not you know I wonder, wonder whether that were is is one but you know with players like that you just wonder whether they can make the step up if if he does sign for us I think we need to probably sign someone who's a bit more proven but then again that that costs money so it's whether we can afford that isn't it
2: well don't forget Morris Morrison Gregory they come from lower league and fucking hit the ground running so yeah I mean there's also that other guy from Lincoln who's who's been returned, but possibly he's going to another club there. But there's a, you know, there are a few options, but again, it's a gamble. Are they going to be able to take and are they go? Cause let's be honest, the championship is a lot more competitive than what it was, you know, when Gregory and Morrison joined it a couple of years ago.
3: I don't know championship's not the same, mate, honestly. I think this is where we've got, this is why I'm so, if we lose Wallace, this is like Jed Wallace, like back to him just a little bit. I think the league is not as competitive as it was when Villa were in this division a few years ago. You know, Villa, Norwich, not in this league anymore. OK, you've got West Brom, you've got Bournemouth and you got Fulham. But aside from them three, Swansea somehow managed to get in the playoffs last season. And they looked good at times against us. They beat us 3-1 or 3-0, didn't they, towards the end of the season. But we were on the beach by then. I, I don't know. I, I really do think, like it's just a couple of players. We're not far away from it. Windas looks a good option if we was to get him. I think he's mm. the Mahoney replacement, like I said last week. I think Mahoney goes if we get Windass. I think Bob Varson goes. And then we're going to sign a striker, but don't know who the striker's going to be. <laughs> no, that's it's scary. It. I mean, it's scary.
2: There's a lot of stuff coming in on uh, on Twitter with the, the fees. Um, Lauren Wall, uh, more playing for us than selling him. Steve Selby, again, has got involved. Far, a fair bit more than what Windas is. You know, and again, you know, there's rumour that Sheffield want fucking five million for him, which I think is, is not worth more than maybe one, two, one point two, one point four, maybe 1.2, 1.4, maybe a push. Um, Sean Ward has come up with um, to us with what he offers to the team is invaluable. Unfortunately, his age 27 and we've only one year left on his contract. So I say he's worth around three to 3.5 million uh, if we are lucky. If he'd had two or three years left, then we'd be looking at 10 million plus. Um, Sean Ward again said, but seeing a Sheffield Wednesday put 5 million price on Windass, then we should be looking for at least 5 million plus. Um, Brad or Bradders, Bradders 8 on Twitter again, current market, 5 million tops as only a year left. But if John Windass is apparently not being sold for anything less than 5 million, then we can demand 10 million with a laughing face. Uh, and Dean Grace, uh, not what a lot of F- Wall fans are touting he is worth Far more to us than maybe the three million if we're lucky to get it. COVID will stop most clubs spending anything this year, which again, I think I I agree with him on that one. I think, look, if we can keep him, then we need to do whatever we need to do to keep him because I think in the current setup with the club at the moment and the way he plays, then I think if we're going to stand any chance of a push, um, this season could be that season. And I think we need Jed to be able to do that. Do you agree, gents, or disagree? Am I talking bollocks? No, no I agree. 100% yeah, I agree. I
3: understand what we've all been saying, to be honest. I think um, for half hour of part one, mate, we've done well here, but there's not much else to talk about apart from the fact that we might lose our best player. So I suppose no, that's a worthwhile well, conversation.
2: Fixtures come out last week. Um, so we've got QPR, QPR away, Portsmouth at home, Blackburn, Fulham, Cardiff, uh, Blackpool 4, the first month. Um, any concerns in that first six games?
3: Nice London derby to go to for the first game. If we're allowed to go, that, let's that be honest. It pissed
2: it. Me off. That if it was pissed me off with of there, is that Fulham because of the, uh, the football police, the football policing units involvement is that uh, they've, they've put Fulham on a Tuesday night. So we can't run a boat. Um, mm-hmm. cause they really don't like us running a boat to fucking Fulham, uh, wankers. And, um, and yeah, no, I suppose that's it. Cardiff away. Um, we've got some good teams. London, you know, the London Derbies and, and some good teams coming up. Cardiff is always a good away day. Um, Portsmouth coming up, if if they could bring away fans is always a, a good game. They're a lively bunch, very similar. QPR, again, a nice lively London derby over there. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose realistically, we get into it September again. Not really many West Brom, Swansea, Coventry, um, Nottingham Forest, and Bristol City. Um, October. I don't really have October. I suppose we've got Luton to a degree. Um, could be an interesting one, but realistically, there isn't. Um, there isn't really any anywhere. I think are going to be fucking wearing that i think they're all quite quite nice hopefully by january we can have an away day because then we've got blackpool away
3: in the seaside we'll drop in there minus two degrees yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah but it's still a good away
3: day in it Do you know what i mean if um, fast is still there but it's still here by then um i'll ski dip in the
2: in the, in the sea <laughs> <laughs> oh. so 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 let me just reiterate let me just reiterate Correct. that so if Bod Varson is still here by the time we play Blackpool, you will go for a dip uh, in Blackpool see potentially. No, 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 no.
3: If we can go, if we can <laughs> we, go, as well. we
2: can, If we can go, and we and maybe we do it for charity, that you will go for a a, a swim in the sea. I, I I can't swim, so I can't go in the sea. I can go paddle, but I can't swim, so I'm not going to make myself a stupid fucking bet like that we'll let, the,
3: we'll let the viewers decide how about that all, See right, if look, interest. all right
2: if you want omar to go for a swim then just hashtag us omar swim or omar <laughs> drown okay so if you want him to go for a swim omar swim if you don't want him to go just say omar pub so omar pub if you don't want him to go for a swim <laughs> and omar <laughs> swim if you do want him and that's only if Budvarson is still here on saturday january the 22nd of 2022 then that's it. So surely, that's he's then. Surely.
3: Uh? surely he's gone by then. Surely, surely he's gone by then. Surely, surely, surely.
2: I, I, I think Ooh. that's quite good. So Omar Pub or Omar Swim? I think,
3: I, um, I think Omar Pub um, and doing Jaegers is a, a much better option, but we'll see. I've said it now. We go.
2: I think I think if we do Blackpool away, we I think we go to a Weatherspoons and then we just post a. we post the uh, the table number and then you can buy Omar some uh,
3: on the subject of season. I know you've you decided to try and read the fixture list, list out, but a lot of people have probably seen them already. But let's talk about the last game of the season. Seaside visit, visits to Bournemouth, hopefully a bit warmer than what Blackpool would be in January, and Mill um, will we celebrate promotion from the Championship on the last day of the season in the seaside. No,
2: I think that's uh, I think that's yes. it. I mean, if we go to Mister, you know, Mister uh, Optimism at the bottom, um, how are we going to do this season then?
4: uh so the other, the other week i predicted playoffs didn't i so i'm sticking by it um, you, you know i'm quite going i'm saying england are winning the tournament and i'm saying in will making the playoffs so you know i've 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 got all out for it but so um,
2: if if Millwall don't reach the playoffs yeah kai <laughs> right yeah when we go bournemouth away hopefully will you be going for a swim in bournemouth see <laughs> yeah right. All right, i'll do that i'll do that
4: <laughs>
3: to be fair
2: it would be quite nice it would be quite nice so there we go nice we well, see the trouble is I can't do the same hashtag for you because you're not old enough to drink so, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like it'll be Kai bag of chips or Kai swim
4: and no by then by then, then I will be able to by then I will be able to drink oh
3: there you oh, go because yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm 18
2: in October yeah there you go oh well, there we go there then so we can go Kai pub or Kai swim so two hashtags coming up through the season make sure you're monitoring them um, I think we're pretty much done part one to death now we've we've done it all uh right. That's it. End of part one. we'll be back after this with part two, where we talk England versus Germany, the euros and everything to do with all of the euros. So yeah, join us after this.
1: England hosts Germany at Wembley in the Euro 2020 round of 16, having started a major international tournament with three clean sheets for the first time since 1966. Coincidentally, that was the last time we beat Germany in a knockout match. Since then, we've had three defeats, two coming from the dreaded... Penalty shootouts. Encouragingly, the three Lions have not lost in nine, not conceded in five, and the first to score in eight out of nine. Germany are without a clean sheet in six games, even with their five-at-the-back system. Struggled versus France, dominated versus Portugal, and needed an 84th-minute equaliser versus Hungary to progress. Head-to-head, the last time we faced them was in the World Cup ten years ago, and they beat us 4-1. But we were not given a goal that was clearly over the line, and that could have made it 2-2. So you know what? It's time for for revenge England versus Germany at Wembley in the Euros it does not get bigger than this welcome back this
2: is part two this is where we start with Mr smug fucker Omar who is going to Wembley tomorrow with his ticket to watch an almighty game of England versus Germany and hopefully we will get a victory so come on in Omar predictions how you feeling and um yeah just just how was it that you got a ticket you jammy jammy fucker
3: prediction is um i won't make it to the game after copious amounts of alcohol no i'm joking of course i'll be there i can't wait obviously missing out on the first three games in the groups Uh, i was gutted but managed to get a ticket for the last sixteen. Yeah, I, I feel fortunate. I can't wait. I'm in the lower tier as well. It's a bit potluck with the category how it works, but I've got a category three ticket, which obviously Wembley is quite standard and behind the goal. We'll um, hopefully just see us do the business. I, my gut feeling for the game, I really think it's going to go penalties again. I've, I've just been thinking it all week. I just think, from what I've seen of the, the games from England so far in Germany, I do think we will suit playing against the Germans. Like The Germans like to have come out and attack. A few games I saw them, I think against Hungary, they were a bit devastated and Portugal, um, but not not Hungary, sorry, uh, Portugal in, in the second game and Hungary to an extent. They obviously scored a couple of goals as well in the third game, but I think, you know, if anything, on the counter-attack I think we'll look lively. I think, you know, it will be a team that looks to break us down on the counter-attack as well, with the likes of Gnabry, Havertz, Werner, uh, but I'm gonna go one one and it goes penalties. And do you know what? We're gonna win it on penalties. We're gonna beat them. It's it's gonna get it's gonna be revenge for ninety-six. We're gonna win it. And then Sweden on Ukraine in the round after that. We'll beat Sweden on Ukraine in Rome. Go back to Wembley for the semi final next Wednesday. Win the semi final against probably Denmark, maybe, and then the final against France. We win it. Simple. It's coming home.
2: Talking about France, France is just or, or France is now one all, two one now, oh, two one now. Yeah, Switzerland missed the penalty. There you go. Dear me, so, um, Kai, you, you looking forward to uh, England versus Germany? Yeah, can't
4: wait, can't wait. I'm going to go for two uh, 0 England win. Um, I feel like I just, I just feel like the 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 hype and the and the you know. A little, there's a little. There's been a little bit of um, negativity around the game, hasn't there? Due to the fact that you know they're they're the old enemies and stuff. So, but I think we're going to do this quite comfortably. I think the the, the players are going to react to the crowd. Um, yeah, and I, I think Kane's going to score double.
2: So do I. I think Kane's going to score two, and I think we're going to win two one. I don't think we're going to penalties because I I really don't think my ticker can take that again.
3: Do you know, um, you know the whole um, when we at Wembley against Bradford, and then they showed the heart rate of the Mill fan over two hundred beats per minute. If there's a if there's a England fan equivalent, I'm pretty sure it'd be something very similar during the penalty shootout, if not more. If there was someone that's willing to step up to do that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's I can't. I honestly, I'm nervous now talking about the game. I've been nervous for the last few days. Just as much buzzing just for the day of it going to Wembley. I, I can't wait. I really can't. Knockout football against the Germans. Come on, that's, that's surely what you want at Wembley.
2: There's been a lot of upsets. There's been a lot of upsets mm-hmm. at the minute. I mean, Wales got spanked by Denmark four 0 mm-hmm. You have got Italy, obviously looking as if they were in a bit of trouble, and then extra time they managed to recoup and they come back two one. Netherlands, or, or you know, the famous orange boys, are gone two nil to Czech Republic. Um, Belgium knocked Portugal out. Uh okay, Spain won today, but you know, obvious, but it was still a high scoring. At the moment, France two one. Um there's some there's some teams out, mate. Um
3: like I said, this will age well when we lose tomorrow.
2: And this it, will this will age it well. could you know. fucking be on.
3: No, like, like I said, it will age well when we lose tomorrow. I think you lagged out just for a second there, Mickey. So I don't know if we lost you, but um it, it's it's made for it. It's honestly I think um I just think we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. It's coming home.
2: I think it's coming home. It has to, doesn't it? It's, uh, we, we've had too many years of fucking hatred. So, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, get through to Germany. I mean, who are we going to get in the next round after them? It's going Sweden gonna
3: be... or Ukraine? Sweden or Ukraine?
2: Yeah. And which one would you rather?
3: I'll take either. Ukraine? Yeah. Don't mind. We'll take either at Wembley. I don't Come mind. We like, we're huh? like yeah. Wembley and Rome, sorry. The only downside like, is we're not allowed fans. I'd like
2: Sweden? Yeah, Only well. because do you remember the chance at um France? Um, was it 2000s? Where was it? Not, not 2006. Germany, Germany when 2006. We, yeah. When um, with the with the Swedish. But you bird. Women
3: a Yeah, of fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. That's that's the only thing. Yeah, I remember from that. I enjoyed Cole's uh, volley that day as well. I'm real goal. I think we did. We draw that game two two. I want to say maybe we did. Irene got injured. I remember that as well. There you go. With the weird memories that I remember from 2006 World Cup. But um, mate, it's happening. And then we're gonna I think
2: it's game on. I, I think it's it's proper game on. Um, there'll
3: be some tasty charts tomorrow as well.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, which um, you know we will come to in a bit. But yeah, I mean, Kai, you got anything else you want to speak about the Euros? Um, it'll be interesting to see whether with
4: Mount of uh, Showell uh, in the back in the in the team tomorrow. I saw a few articles today that said Mount is looking likely that he'll be in it. But I just feel like you can't drop Grealish after the way he played against Czech Republic. I think he was. I think he played really well. So you know, dropping Grealish would
2: be a bit of a blow. But I... see what happens. I never used to like Grievous, right? I, did I always I. thought he was a bit of a cock. But mm. I've watched a couple of interviews with him, and I've seen a couple of bits from other people that I've done with him. And actually, I've, I've sort of I quite like the fella. To be fair, I like his whole attitude. Of he he's he just wants to play football. That's all he. It's all he's interested in. It's all he wants. He's got that. He's got that traditional football look about him. Any like the massive fires that that traditional. You know, not necessarily the pretty boy. He just looks like a fucking airy ass footballer. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I, I just listening to him talk about you know Euro '96 and this that, and you just think Gaza, all of this sort of chat. You just think, you know what? I'm actually starting to quite like, um, quite like the fella. To be fair, and also don't forget. I mean, he took a slap off a. Off a player, he took a slap off that fan that day, didn't he? And just carried on. Burnham-
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, with uh, I think I had this conversation the other day with someone, I can't remember, it was probably someone in the pub when I was out on like, the weekend. But they said to me, like, if you look at the 2006 team, you can list <laughs> the iconic players you're talking Gerard, Lampard, Beckham, Skulls, Rooney, Owen, Campbell, Terry, like the list goes on. Ferdinand, you know, Ashley Cole. But one thing you've got to say about this team, whilst you wouldn't want to have necessarily all of them on the back of a shirt like that team then the unity and also like the general things they have in common with each other and this is probably the one thing Southgate's done so well and this is going to age well when we get battered tomorrow don't get me wrong but the players are all on the same level page and they all want to be there together and I said it last week as well but there's just a general togetherness there that you know they're going to go to the trenches and they're going to fight for each other as well so like for me you know I I just think it's yeah, I, was like, well, I don't think anyone realised that, um, but I think th- they're just they're, they're together. Like, th- they're honestly, there is like a strong sense of unity there. I think, and the, that goes for Greece as well. Like, it's just down to earth, honest. Like, it, there's a song by the Manor. That, that, that it's a group that I love to bits. Like, right, and it's a, it's a Jack Griez song, and because Greece you're going to bring it home for us, and I really do think that I think Greece will let us play tomorrow. I know you said Mount probably comes back in as well, but I think Greece and Mount probably both play tomorrow. Got this feeling, and I think maybe Foden might miss out, and then Sterling and Kane up front, but we'll see. We'll have to wait and see.
2: Greedy says that's something about him that could change a game. That's it. You know, he, he, I mean, even that that young lad who um, played um, Sako Saku
3: Saka. Yeah, he was calling
2: him last game. He he yeah. he just all of a sudden he just he got told just run at the run at him. Do do what you need to do. Do your football, and that's it. And all the players need to do is go out there tomorrow, right? Or or you know. Yeah, we 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 recorded on a Monday, we go out on a Wednesday, you know. We we've tried lying about it, but it's fact it is what it is. Especially this week, it is what it is. So but if the players go out and just enjoy their football, fuck the pressure, don't worry about what's going on, win, lose, or draw, it don't matter. Just go out there and play your football and take it to the Germans. Do you know what? It I think the fans will be much more appreciative. If we have a hard battle and lose rather than just fucking not turn up like we did against, who is it? Not Croatia. Um, Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Scotland as well. But yeah, if we just turn up, do fuck all. And Germany, if we do that, Germany will fucking be all over us like a fucking rash. And Germany's Germany's not had a, you know, uh, they've not really been on fire. Spain, Spain's been scoring some fucking goals, but Germany's not really been on fire, have they? So we'll see. But look, I think that's it. If you boys ain't got nothing else to talk about the Euros, um, hopefully Omar will be giving you some live updates on on Twitter, which I doubt no, because no you chance. don't really want to see him when he's
3: you, you don't get you don't get at Wembley anyway. And also, my, I'm gonna be throwing so golf into this game. It's, this is it. This is it it's happening.
2: That's it. So. That's it then. End of part two. We've done the Euros. It's either going to be fuck me, we're through, or fuck me, we were shit. Anyway, end of part two. Bear with us. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to part three. This is the final part of... This week's podcast and it's Tuesday night. England has just beaten Germany 2-0 in Euro twenty twenty. The final message is from Omar. Over to you, fella.
5: Return of the drag queen voice of feeling like shit. But here I am, on me told on my way home from an absolute day of it. As um England win two nil against the Germans. Get in there. Fucking get in there. I mean, uh, uh, the game itself, where they even summed that up, I think, you know what, today goes down as one of my fondest, most significant days of football and being out of football and following my country. That's unreal. Every bit of it was unreal today. Fair play to Sterling, scoring his third goal of the tournament. Fair play to Kane, getting off and running 2 0. Fair play to Southgate as well, you know. I mean, it wasn't a game for the purists up until probably about the hour mark. Introducing Greenwich at the right time made a big difference. And what can I say? We won 2-0 against the Germans. It feels significant. Like, I feel like in 30 years' time, I'll look back on this day and be like proud to be there, proud to proud of the country. And I do hope we can turn around and continue it on Saturday against either Sweden or Ukraine. At this point in time, I don't actually know which one we'll have. It's 1-1 at the moment, but... I'll take either of them. I just hope the whirlwind of today doesn't get in front of them ahead of the weekend. And I hope that we can continue this fourth form. And, um, yeah. Who knows where we'll end up. But nonetheless, a fantastic day. And fair play to Declan Rice and Phillips in the middle as well. I thought Rice in particular was superb today. All the players done a good job. And we've worried about it more than the Germans, what can I say? Fair play to Pickford in goal as well. Driving the isn't for me, but all I will say is... It's, it's, coming it's coming. Up. It's coming. It's coming. Home. It's coming. coming home. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. We'll go on getting
1: back. On getting on. back. Getting it's all getting back. On. It's coming. We're
5: seen it all before, they just know, they're so sure, you know, they're
0: Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from LECVIO. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, Or call 1 833 537 8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L E Q B I O. Lower, longer Lecvio.
2: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends,